Welcome to the Serpent Soul Podcast, where we explore our identity before God and our relationship with God. I'm your host, Kenneth Grady, and I pray that we will be fed by the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and living with passion for the will of God. And in so doing, may we raise each other up as we lay ourselves down before the Lord. This is the Servant Soul Podcast. So the topic for today is not uh, a pep talk by any means. It's more of something I just wanted to think about, uh, throw some ideas out for us to reflect on. Uh, It's about the idea of being blessed, uh, hence the title. Um, And the thought is, you know, what are we looking for in life? Because it seems like there is a lot of blessing doctrine that's mixed in with most expressions of faith. And we tend to respond anytime somebody gets something nice or accomplishes something, you know, within the sphere of Christian life with this reaction of what a blessing and God's really blessing you. And the thought I'm having is, is that a problem? Because it stands to reason that if every good thing that comes into our lives is a blessing, that God wants us to have all the nice things we can get. And it's almost implied that good things arriving in our lives are a nod of approval from God, that he's likely rewarding our faithfulness or something like that. And we've all heard comments like that about how God is just, you know, really pleased and approving and, and, or whatever the case is that he's uh, pouring out his blessings on your life. And good things are from God. James 1.17 makes it very clear when it says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So I do want to point out that I don't want to contradict that scripture. Obviously, God is the only source of true goodness in every sense. But even the people the Bible describes as wicked often receive good things from God. And so it's clear that God is generous with his giving of good gifts. What I want to be mindful of is this idea that somehow being blessed is confirmation from God that someone is in fact godly. I think if we draw too closely to that idea that God will bless those that please him, we tend to start acting more like a puppy that's willing to do a trick for a treat. Now, while there are plenty of verses to point to about God blessing faithful servants, I think we tend to look for those blessings in the carnal within the time frame of our life on earth. And many times the blessing that God is promising has nothing to do with receiving good things in the carnal and simply experiencing the goodness of God in our spirit. But we forget so quickly that what God has promised is an eternal life with Christ after dying to the carnal on earth. And I want to focus on an intriguing passage from Psalms, which says, Whose belly you fill with your hidden treasure, they are satisfied with children, and leave the rest of their possession for their babes. Now that sounds like a nice promise, doesn't it? God is blessing this person with good gifts, filling their needs with his hidden treasure. And not only is there abundance, uh, but an inheritance for the coming generation. What an arrangement sounds like God has got this guy's back, right? And he must really have his walk with the Lord together, right? But wrong. Let's look at the passage in its context. Psalm 17, verse 8 through the end of the chapter says, Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. 
from the wicked who oppress me, from my deadly enemies who surround me. They have closed up their fat hearts. With their mouths they speak proudly. They have now surrounded us in our steps. They have set their eyes crouching down to the earth, as a lion is eager to tear his prey, and like a young lion lurking in secret places. Arise, O Lord, confront him. Cast him down. Deliver my life from the wicked with your sword, with your hand from men, O Lord, from men of the world who have their portion in this life, and whose belly you fill with your hidden treasure. They are satisfied with children, and leave the rest of their possession for their babes. As for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. So it's the wicked whose heart is fat with satisfaction. Nothing wrong with receiving the good things God has provided in this life. But don't let your heart be fat with the blessings of this world. That isn't the great promise that God has for you. Nothing wrong with hoping for healing, for comfort, for rest, for life, for prosperity, for the life we lead on this earth. But don't hang your hat on it. The psalmist said, As for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awaken your likeness. So this thing might be a nightmare for you at times. Your enemies might be doing great. They might have the blessing of God and be filled with his goodness in this world. And that's a hard pill to swallow. But get past that fact that God is willing to give good things to evil people in this life, whether you're doing well or not, and read on. The psalmist said things are going to be good when he wakes up. He's going to be satisfied when he wakes up in the presence of God. And when you wake up in the presence of God, it won't matter if life was a dream or a nightmare. You'll be glad it's over either way. That's the blessing that God has promised us. Yes, we see him at work in this life, and yes, he cares, and yes, he answers prayers. But let's get some perspective back about his timing. We've got a real instant gratification problem brewing in this world. We want a call and response system to God. I say Marco, God says Polo. We expect life to be good, but it isn't always going to be good. Certainly not good in the way that we're asking God to make it. God bless my home and my health and my family and my job and my friends and my hobbies and my retirement and my social security and everything else outside of that, I leave to your will be done. (laughs) And it might not work out that way. You might be homeless and sick and widowed and jobless and broke. And God might not have a problem with that because he's got something for you when you wake up. God isn't cruel. Of course, he loves to see his children experience the joy of this life. Enjoy the good gifts that God has given in this life. But quit measuring his goodness by them. And quit measuring other people's goodness by them. And quit measuring your own goodness by them. Get back in the word and realize that rewards that we should be looking for aren't the rewards of this life, but the reward of coming into his presence. Because it's way too easy to get so caught up loving all the blessings we enjoy in this life that we assume we've got it all worked out with God. And the hard truth is, God is just a giver, and His goodness poured all over millions of people who died in their sins just as much as it's pouring over you. Experiencing the blessings of God does not equal a stamp of approval from God. Matthew 5, verse 44-45 says, But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you, 
and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. And lastly, in closing, Matthew six nineteen through 21 says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. Thanks for listening. And until next time, may we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen.